Welcome, everyone, to our land and freedom edition of Boomer and the Millennial. That's right. It's not Columbus Day. It's actually Indigenous People Day. And on this edition of Boomer and the Millennial, we're talking about the importance of land and freedom to people of color. We have two exceptional guests with us today, Mark and Jan Smith, our relatives, by the way, are currently fighting to keep a local railroad from coming through their property that's been in their family for 100 years. We also have our regular segments, including what we're watching, current events, and of course, sports. Go dogs! And is it true that millennials now outnumber boomers? Say it ain't so. All that and much more on this Land and Freedom episode of Boomer and the Millennial. And I'm Reggie the Boomer. And I'm Armani the Millennial. And you know, we are back at it like a crack addict. Only, first of all, first of all, let me just say this. <laughs> let me just say this. What? Only you would feel, now, granted, I think that Indigenous People Day is 1000% important. Is 1000% important yeah i just thought right. it was very interesting that we choose that day of all days to drop an episode but well i mean one you know we kind of been, been dropping episodes around holidays right there's one it, there's right. a holiday or something right every month and that's what we should I, do we should do one for every like holiday i really felt like this was an opportunity to teach people you know columbus day if you don't know columbus you know he was responsible for genocide yeah. and a lot of the things that he is credited for, he never did. So I yeah. think that um, we are, instead of honoring um, a colonizer, we should honor the indigenous people of this country and also talk about the importance of land and freedom and how I think when we go to our interview with Jan and Mark, you can see how having land uh, in your family creates generational wealth and that helps generations move and and help them you know with upward mobility um, and generational wealth was something that people of color we don't have and so mm -hmm. I think this is an important time to talk about it and we have a great example with uh, Jan and Mark and what they're doing stopping a railroad to come through their property down in Hancock County but we're going to get to that there's this show on Max called Clone mm -hmm. High it's an animated show. It's like a, it's like an adult cartoon. And it basically like you have all of these prominent, they're clones of these prominent figures in history. And mm -hmm. these clones were put like in a high school, like they're like high school age. Mm -hmm. And so the idea was to, I guess, have a society of like the best leaders and everything like that. Right. So mm -hmm. Anyways, there's a character in Clone High who at first his name is um, Lynn Butlerton or something like that and it's so funny because it's his real name is is uh, Christopher Columbus and so exactly. and so Abe Lincoln is also another character right and so Abe's trying right. to like he's been friends with Christopher Columbus and he's like shh no that's not that's not my name like <laughs> do you want to get canceled <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like he had to change his name that's and i think it, yeah, it's right. so funny like yeah well that's, that's just it's so funny i think that that's that's pretty cool yeah. yeah, he said you want to get canceled. Yeah, that's so funny. It's he had to change his name. It's like so like funny, that. man. So anyway, we're back. We're kind of back at it, I guess. Um, like a crack addict, yes. Yeah, well, I wasn't gonna say that, but you know, I, I get it. We're, yeah. we're back at it. That's what that's what the audience is used to. You know, our I fans, know, I know, I they know. know we're back at it. I, I guess before we kind of get started, you know, we had a little incident yesterday. I want you to know that I'm <sighs> feeling. Okay. Yeah. You want to tell them about the incident? Well, we actually recorded Jan and Mark yesterday and I don't know, I had been, I've been out working in the yard and <laughs> all day in the sun. I guess I just don't know. Yeah. I, and, and all of a sudden toward the end, I just yeah. felt kind of sick to my stomach and then I felt lightheaded. And then, yeah, you let's you also know. mention that like, because we were recording, you had a light shining directly on your yeah. face in your head, yeah. which and, you're and, bald, and, and that doesn't help. So that's the heat. AC was off because of the noise. Exactly. And, and you weren't exactly drinking a whole lot of water. No, 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 I did. I, so you I, were probably yeah, was, dehydrated. The whole lot of things going on, but yep. you know, and I felt lightheaded. So you handled the end of the interview for the most part. I did come back 
and I kind of lay down. Your mom asked me if she need to call 911. And so when you're kind of like, you don't know what's going on and you, you, you know, yeah. And then like right after I said that, I felt, started feeling better. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's okay. She was actually on the phone with him. You're and such, she, said, yeah. she said, send him anyway. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, so my goodness. fast forward and like an hour and a half later, they come knocking at the door. It's, like, it's a good thing I wasn't in distress. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, fine. I'm glad you're okay. So, yeah, you know, my blood pressure was actually right on target and pretty cool. Wasn't high. Good. You know. Yeah. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen this time. Hopefully you've drank some water. Yeah. Well, I've been drinking water all day when I make well, there you go. decaf coffee. So, okay. That's probably not at, the best way to. At 7.30 p.m.? <laughs> Wow. Decaf. I, Decaf. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, it well, doesn't matter. I'm talking to a barista. Yeah, you're, so. yeah, exactly. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's like doing cocaine and, yeah. and talking, talking to your drug deal. I mean, with cocaine, and you're like, no, no. Well, listen. <laughs> that ain't the case. Look, I feed America's addiction, okay? So. Remember, caffeine is a drug. So technically, <laughs> technically, so. I'm a drug dealer. Low key. So, 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 so what you're telling me is that decaf, there's still, no, mom I mean, says this all the time. She says it doesn't, it doesn't decaf, there's still, you know, caffeine there, there caffeine is still in caffeine it. in it. I mean, it's not yeah. as much, but it, there is still caffeine. Now, if you were yeah. drinking blonde espresso, I would be concerned for your life. Yeah. You know, and one of your shows we're going to talk about later on, but found. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, October I mean, but yeah, by the time this comes out, it will premiere. So, yeah, you saying. got. 13 episodes. Right, right. Well, a couple of things. Just a shout out to your Aunt Regina and condolences because yeah. she lost uh, her dog, Allie. Yeah. For 12 years. Mm, um, yeah. And you were out there with, when you stayed with her. Yeah, and, we were the Cali squad. Uh, your dog, was The Cali crew. The Cali crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She still has Finley. Um, Finley. But, uh, we sent a yeah, little care was, package. So Yeah, I saw that. It was nice. That was yeah, really we just nice. sent. Finley, a bunch of tennis balls, but uh, we sent our Regina, right. we sent our Regina a wind chime. a wind chime. It was a really yeah. nice wind chime, which it was. It was expressed that she loved and never, has yeah. never had a wind chime before. So you know, there's a first yeah. for everything. Yeah, we just want to mention that, and also on a more celebratory note, uh, mm-hmm. my uh, goddaughter Leslie Hart yeah. is getting married. Yeah, at the end of the month. Okay, in, shout in out Savannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a big deal, man. Yeah, represent, big, big, represent. Uh, Please send, big uh, send my love, and or I'm sending my love with you guys. Um, yeah, very happy for her. So I guess uh, current event. I just want to leave with this: the Brookings Institute, which is which is a think tank, shows that 50.7 percent of the U.S. residents were under age 40 as of July 2019. Boomers are now second. When did that happen? Uh, I guess you get older, you know. And I mean? you die. There ain't no way you can go, but you know, <laughs> in the ground. Okay, uh, peel it off. We just peel yeah, it off every you know year. What I'm right? um, yeah, so, I'm so sorry. Congratulations. I, 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 thanks. You know, I guess millennials and Gen Xs and Gen Zers. You all all now uh, oh, in, the, in the majority. So um, you know, get to work and fund my Medicare. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, we'll do. So get busy. That is crazy. Um, so the right mean, like, I'm, I'm sure it was. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say I'm no, sure no. it was bound to happen, but it's probably oh, it crazy will. to I mean, like yeah. see it happen in your lifetime. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we were in such a, the majority yeah. for so long. With my lifetime, it was you know? inevitable. But yeah, yeah. You know. So you know, but uh, we we've turned that corner, and I guess at this point, if, look. We know that that statistic is not going to go uh, up for boomers anymore, right? It's just yeah, going to get it's exactly fifty point seven now. Next time it's going to be fifty two percent. I'm just glad you're still around. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, all that matters. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. You're still thank in that percentile. You. I'm still in the forty nine percent. There you go. Of, you know, That's all that matters. So I hope to hope to be here for a minute. Do you know anything about the government shutting down? Well, it's not. I did shut see. Down uh, yeah, I saw that it was going to at the first of October. I and it didn't. And I think we yeah. have what, like forty five days or something like that. Oh yeah. Before yeah. oh yeah. come on now. Yeah, I yeah. saw it on Twitter. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I, saw, I, I saw that one on or X. It made X. Yeah. I'm sorry. X. I'm I'm yeah. never calling it X. But yeah, I I did yeah. see that. I didn't read too much into it because I also feel like when is our government not shutting down, but um or on the brink of shutting down. But I did see that. Yes. And so we have 45 days, and then we're gonna do it all over again. But I think at this time it'd be we ought to bring bring on our interview. Yeah. Um, I think with, it's a great with, time for that with with Jan and Mark. Let me just preface. Kind of what what's going on here? First of all, Mark is my first cousin. His mother and my father were um, sister and brother, and so I grew up with Mark. I grew up going down to their farm in Sparta, Georgia, many, many, many years ago. Many, many moons ago. Many, many moons ago. And that farm has been in their family for some ninety plus years, about ninety seven years. A lot of black farmers have lost their property over the years. And so for, for, for them to still have this in the family is pretty remarkable. But recently, there is a small railroad in a town about 10, 15 miles away in Sandersville, Georgia. And the owner of the railroad wants to put a spur um, through their property and the property of 18 others. And it affects really the entire community where Mark and Jan live, and this particular uh, spur would would uh, deliver would, would go to this huge quarry that's like you know a mile down the road. It's it's like I never seen anything like it. It's it's just huge big old hole in the earth, and they would be transporting granite and asphalt. And you'll hear this from Mark, but and, and Jan. But anyway, they are retired educators. They're also veterans and. They have really organized the community to uh, move against this railroad. There's been a lot of intimidation um, and they've been fighting it. And um, it is really a remarkable story. It's it's gained national attention. And we hope that you will spread the word. We're going to have all kind of links uh, on our website uh, pertaining to to this. But with that being said, we'd like to, to go to our interview with Mark and uh, Jan Smith. Uh, from their home in Sparta, Georgia. I do want to, you know, kind of give folks who are listening um, who may not know about what's going on down in in Sparta, Georgia, which is sort of, well, you consider that central or southwest or southeast, rather? What is it? Central Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Middle Georgia. I know, Mark, uh, you know, you and I, we grew up together. You're my first cousin. Yeah. Because your mom and my dad were brother and sister. So um, I wanted to just give some context about the significance of of the land. And, and Mark, this is um, a little bit for you because I noticed in the CBS special that was done and some other articles and things about what's happening there in Sparta, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is that one of the highlights is the tractor that you still yeah. use. I mean, yeah. the tractor is, I don't know how old, but I just kind of wanted to talk about the, the context of, of what this land means to you and what it means to it being in your family. Because the tractor was, is what, I don't know, is 50 years it's old? A, it's, a 19, it's a 1946 model. Oh my so goodness. It's 78 years old. Wow. It's, a, it's amazing. It's still running. It is. But, you know, you know but my father, he was, uh, he was a good steward of the land, of, uh, of all of its equipment. And that's why we're still able to use the things that he had, uh, mm-hmm. including the, the old tractor. Now, the tractor, now there is a story of where it came from. Okay. Uh, Daddy was stationed in Italy at the time. He was in the military station in Italy. And they had a, and it's like the GI Bill now. Mm-hmm. And the hot thing was at the time was agriculture. So Daddy, he uh, put in his paperwork and qualified to get a piece of, uh, a piece of uh, agricultural equipment. Mm. So... He put it in and he was granted a tractor that came in right here in town at the at the Ford dealership. And my Aunt Gladys, who is still living, she's 98. She told me, because Daddy was still in Italy when the tractor came, when it came into Sparta. And my grandfather went to get it. Mm-hmm. He went up there and there was a lot of people there who wanted it. But here's Papa, black man, who had the paperwork for it. And they let him have it. And he brought it home. And Aunt Gladys said when he brought it home that he started to plow. And he plowed all night long. <laughs> <laughs> he was able to get done that night when it was taking them, you know, days and days and days to do a mule. Right, wow. right. So he got wow. the tractor. And that's where the tractor came from. 
and that was in um, 1946. Wow. And, um, and we still have it now. It still runs. We use it. So tell us about the land. I, I, you know, I, and I didn't know this because when you, when you're a child and you go and you visit, and we'll talk about memories in a bit. But you know, I just, yeah. I never really, I just knew it, it was great coming to the country and and hanging out with with y'all and and playing in the in the barn where the hay was and mm-hmm. and you know just just being in a whole different world, but yeah. not knowing that this this land was in the family. I mean, what is it, 100 years now or close to 100 um, years? Papa, Papa obtained this property in 1926. Wow. So that makes it 97, almost 98 years ago when he got it, mm-hmm. which is very unusual for a black man during Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Right. During the Jim Crow and during the Depression, that's when he was able to get this land. And, uh, of course, it's been a struggle through all of these years to hold on to it. You know, and that's what's that's why this is so amazing. Now we're here we are ninety-six years later. Wow. Yeah. Still it, tough, still fighting to keep the land. How how did he how did he come to get the land and in, in, back in the twenties and well the story was was that um the land was the land was for sale. Papa didn't have any money. But what he had was was uh he had a green thumb. And mm-hmm. so what he did, he leased the property, mm-hmm. planted planted cotton on it. Now, cotton was big. I know you've heard that before. Mm -hmm. You know, King Cotton, yeah. He planted cotton on it and traded the cotton for the land. Mm, And that's how he got this place. Okay. That's a long story there, how he did that, you know. And and then, like I said, been able to keep it all these years. I know that um, in one interview you talked about, and as we talk about land and freedom, even, even today, because as you mentioned, people of color, black folk in, in, in particular in this country, you know, ever since the 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 40 acre and a mule that, that really never, never happened, it was in the South, it was all about land. You know, in the North, it was about the right to vote. But here in the South, it was all about doing reconstruction in, in particular, it was all about um, land. You know, the trend now is that, you know, black folk owning land and, and in particular farmland are just, you know, that's, you don't see it anymore. I mean, it's it's oh. every day, every year, mm-hmm. someone is losing their property, and right. and the fact that you're able to keep it. But one of the things you mentioned um, that really st- stood out to me was that how this land and the property and where you are helped upward mobility, helped ed- yeah. education, even today, right? Mm-hmm. With with even with today. your children, can you talk right. a little bit about about how 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 that land and and success kind of go hand in hand? Well, you know, I, you know, with Papa, uh, he was able to, um, he was able to catapult his children forward through the, through the property, you know, and just being able to make money with the property. It's a financial boom to be able to own, and it still is, to be able to own property if you're willing to work with it. What Papa did was he was able to help his children. You know, they didn't stay here. As a matter of fact, Daddy moved to, um, he moved to Rhode Island. Oh, I didn't Rhode know Island. that. Yeah, he moved to Rhode Island, and then he moved to Springfield, Massachusetts, and then he went in the military. Daddy didn't come back here until he was in his 30s. I did not know that. Right. He came back when he was in his 30s, and, and he wanted to come back because of the land. He knew what he could do with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a lot of people did, and that's the reason that a lot of people are trying to take land, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they knew what they could do with it. They knew that they didn't want us to have it either. Right. But but going forward though, um, even more happened. I know more about when Daddy obtained the land from his father, and, and I know you remember Helen and Beatty. They went they went to our private schools. Mm-hmm. Daddy was able mm-hmm. to pay pay for all of that through through the money he made using the land with timber, cows, growing vegetables, all these kinds of things. That's how Daddy was able to pay for that. Even Blaine going to school at Savannah State, and Jay Clifford, you know, he went in the Air Force. Jay was uh, Jay's the flight engineer for the uh, vice president of the United States yeah, uh, on his plane. And then he went on to, um, to be the, uh, flight engineer on the, the ambassador, the, the Saudi Arabian ambassador to the United States. Wow. He was on his plane. So Jay, Jay has a degree in, um, aeronautical engineering, you know, all of these things inspired that land inspired them to do things. Daddy encouraged them. He was able to help them mm-hmm. uh, because of that land. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Helen and Beatty, like I said, going to school too. They went on to college. Yeah, uh, everybody. Helen, called, Helen was a dentist. 
Yeah. And yeah. All of mom and dad's children, right, have advanced uh, degrees from what mom and dad were able to do with that land. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to help, you know, with money. Yeah. Right? My children's tuition. Oh, and then, then even with us, you know, with the land with us. We've right. been able to use it with our children. Our children, you know, all of them college educa- educated, you know, they're all doing great things. And that's what land does. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's been taken away from so many black people. Yeah. yeah. That's why, because they would rather, uh, it's like the guy who wants to run the train now. He wants to take our generational wealth, mm-hmm. right, right, for himself and for his children. He pass his children, yeah. He yeah. wants to pass our generational wealth on to his children. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they come up with all of this, um, with all of these reasons, economic the economic reasons of what the land can do for <laughs> the state, and for the local economy and all of that. But none of that is true. What it's, a, it's a land grab. He wants to put it in his name. And I tell you, that really is insulting to have this land with, with uh, his name strapped across it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings us to where we are today. Um, and I just kind of wanted to talk about the the letter. I know the the letter that you received from the the uh, gentleman from the Sandersville Railroad about what he wanted to do. And and just to give some context, um, there is a quarry, and I've seen it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, thanks to Jan taking me down there, and it's, it's okay. a giant hole. It's kind of scary, man. It's huge. It is. It's scary. It's, it's, and it's like, in the neighborhood. I'm like, in the community. Right. That can't be good for the environment. But anyway, no. <laughs> there's they, you can't uh, anything good about that. <laughs> right. I, look, you know? I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm a good ways from it, but mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I can't get any closer to this thing because it is it's right. huge. It's getting closer. But but they uh, they want to build a, a train a, a spur they call it a spur mm-hmm. right through mm-hmm. your your property and and neighbors and to connect to the the major I guess railroad artery yep. in order to kind of bring this this uh, whatever they're what, what what is it that they're mining granite rocks granite, rock. granite, granite rocks rock. right and from the, the quarry mm-hmm. and, and asphalt the asphalt plant there too right so they want to do all of that on this spur. And I guess when they came up with this idea, the first thing they did was send a letter out to, well, to yeah. everybody. They sent yeah. us a letter and said that part of our land would be required for this project. And that required they is on. crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Isn't it? Required and that is wild. And that they would be coming on to our land uh, to do surveys. And so I sent him a letter back and told him that they had no permission to come on our property like that. And he wrote me a letter back and told me he would use the sheriff's department hmm. to get on our land. He, and he said he said that the state of Georgia gives him the right to eminent domain, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was a it was an act of intimidation, right, uh, for us. You know, because most people we don't understand eminent domain. We have come to understand it. When we first heard that, we said, oh, my goodness, I guess we just have to give it up, you know, until we learn better. Right. That he, right. That he was being intimidating with all of the stuff that he was saying. But what I, I want to interject this um, in uh, Amande and Reggie. When we got the letter, we received the letter July of April. I'm sorry, April of 2022. Two. This is how long this has been going on. This letter arrived no prior phone calls, no knock on the door, no um, let's have a community meet and greet. And we still haven't had one to still, today. Why? Mm-hmm. No, never. Just this is what we want. And attached to it was a form letter requesting our mortgage company, if we had mortgage liens, Financial what, information. What our financial information? This is the way it was introduced to us. Mm-hmm. No mention of eminent domain. No mention of we're going to purchase this property from you. Just it's required. required. Yeah, I would think that like if with something like this, the least you could do is show up at your door. Right. You know, to each person's, mm-hmm. you know, knock on the door, meet you guys and and that sort of thing i mean like that's this sounds like 
it's coming out of an old Western movie. Like, there's a tycoon that's coming, that's rolling into town, and he wants to, you know, put the railroad in to make money. That's exactly like, you know, you're going to come on our land? I don't think so. That is is exactly what this sounds like, which is insane because, you know, it's been in the family for generations, Mm -hmm. you know? So this, I just, it sounds, this person sounds like a a Disney villain. I don't know what's going on. I mean, like, what's going on here? He inherited, we later found out, he inherited this railroad from his father, all right? And mm, they were established okay. in the 1800s. Mm, okay. that is the way they operated. Mm, I they see. They moved out of Washington County since then. Right. This is the first venture. Right. Outside of the mm-hmm. county. They're a short line, short line railroad. And I see. that is how they Operated. You are absolutely correct, and 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 so therefore, the pushback is just something's been mind-boggling. I know to them because he, in fact, said that, and we have newspaper articles, things he said even now, that he was going to lay rail in January of 2023. He claimed it. He said, "I'm going to do this." And um, I didn't start getting nervous until I found out when we formed, when Mark and I, we said, okay, our neighbor, our neighbor, country neighbor, by the way, uh, that's over, you know, what, 50 acres or so, you know, away. Mm-hmm. Um, he knocks on the door. After we get the first letter, Mark and I are like, this ain't happening. It's not even real. We just put it over in file 13. Right. Until our neighbor comes over. And he says, did you get a letter? And we're like, yeah, we did. What, you know? So he goes on to say, he's got a letter. Then we call Mark's brother. We call Blaine. We call our nephew. We call cousin. And they, we, we're asking, did you get a letter? They said, like, yeah, we got the same letter. Oh, but they we all didn't got the letter. Either. And wow. that's when we said, wait a minute. I mean, who would have thought they would do that now? You know, this in these years. Right. Right. We're in trouble. So we realized we were in trouble. Right. So I guess the pushback that you guys are are giving and with many would consider you both to be movement organizers. Right. Has there been any further threats or um, I guess even more pushback on this person's end, uh, you know, since the letters and everything and, you know, him saying that he's going to have track laid down by mm-hmm. January of 2023, which, of course, hasn't happened, which is yeah. great. Right. But it has there st- has January of 2024. Right. Oh, OK. Gotcha. We're right. just going to push it that. back a year. You OK, know. so what happened is when we realized we were in trouble, the first place we went to was our politicians. We went to Tough. our commissioner. Right. We went to our county commissioner meeting so we could ask, hey, do y'all know there's a guy trying to run a railroad? And they knew. Through a community. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Wait a minute. Not only, listen, not only taking our property, but there are about 50 to 60 homes when we go and canvass the neighborhood. They say, what letter? We didn't get a letter. And I'm like, you had to get it. We found out he didn't need to get a letter from them because he already had a verbal agreement with the property owner who owns literally their backyards. He he already had that. Mm -hmm. And that's scary. There's a community down the road with about 50 or 60 residents. Mm-hmm. And the train was going to come through our properties, on through, down through the uh, the quarry, and into their neighborhood, right behind mm-hmm. their houses. You mm-hmm. see, so that became an issue with us too, right? Because you know, I I was raised all down in that community and on those roads, and and we know the people there. There are a lot of elderly people there, and he wants to take the train right up in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Now I know you don't yeah. go to Sandersville much these days, but next time you're in Sandersville. Uh, go to Tybee Street. There's a street in okay. Sandersville that he has put a train track right down the middle of the street. Yes, and mm. uh, all of those all of those homes in that neighborhood have become dilapidated. 
and abandoned. Yeah, and abandoned, too. Homeless people living. Right, and those people have been asking him to help them with their properties for a lot of years, and they didn't have anything to do with it. That's what they say. So you are, you know, both retired twice, right? I mean, you're veterans and retired school teachers and and, and education, and, and so I know you were looking forward to just Empty nesting, you know, oh, you know yes. the kids are, the kids are out, yes. right? And and maybe yes. doing some traveling or just, you know, yes. working in the farm. And we've been yep. down there and, and seen all the gardens. And I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. just really great. Now, I know when we went, came through the last time, first thing you notice is about at every like 10 feet, there's a no railroad sign. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you all went from, as Armandi mentioned, you know, now you're like movement organizers. You have... Mm-hmm rallied the troops and brought the community together and you've got yes. t-shirts and you have rallies and you bring you know you got other organizations involved yes, in this yes, process yes, yes, um, yes. to Armandi's question are you concerned that these folks will use more in, intimidating things to sort of I don't know I want to say scare you but well, you know, we, snuff you out of discourage now, you. we do consider yeah. that you know we, we become a little more security conscious yeah you know uh, about what we do. So yeah, we we don't we, we we've never been physically threatened, you know. Right. We, I mean, uh, but we but we do, we are aware of that. You're right. You know, right. we we are locking the doors at night. Right. You know? yeah. Well, you know, we live out in the country. You know, you kind of <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. want to do that anywhere. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only what we had to do first, Reggie, is we had an organization. They're called the Ogeechee River Keepers. When Mark went to the courthouse and he. literally gave us an appeal to the commissioners to help us. And the only thing they said was, well, we can't do anything to help you. That's a legal issue. You need to get an attorney. And we're like an attorney to fight a train. Are you serious? About your own land? About your land? About your own land. I'm like, no, come on now. What, What about your attorney? Help us. Help us. When we realized that they, one, already knew, two, weren't going to help us, we came home and you talking about just deflated, defeated. How do you fight a railroad? But, How mm. do you fight a railroad? Let me tell you what we did. We got on our knees. Yeah, we did yeah. that first. Yeah. We did that first. And since that time, we've gotten attorneys. We've gotten all kinds of people. Yes. It just all started right there. Right. But yeah. what we had to do was our threat. It was a threat when those letters kept coming yeah. There was a lady there who was at the commissioner's meeting and um, we got a knock on the door and we were marking our like, you know, this this is ugly. We, we're actually getting ready to experience something that happened back in the 60s and the 50s, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because how do you fight a railroad with your savings account? And now our neighbor and the other property owners, we've now found out there was 18 property owners. There are 18 property yeah. owners involved. Okay. Uh, we got a knock on the door. Uh, a lady came to the door and she said, I heard your plea at the commissioner's meeting. And she says, I'm over here to help you. I'm mm. over here to help you. And she's a board member from the Geechee River Keepers. And what she did is uh, she invited me out to her home and she gave me a three-day crash course on how to become an activist, <laughs> is what right. she did. She yeah. brought Amazing. me, I mean, we stayed all day, all night. She showed me, she told me, and you know why she, how she knew how to become an activist? She had just got through fighting a quarry in their community. Wow. I mean, so we're in Hancock County now, and we're fighting quarries. We're fighting trains. We're fighting asphalt plants. It wasn't a year ago. But they had that organization and they had the money for an attorney. They, that's a blessing. They had the money. They yeah. had the yeah. money. What were you about to say, Monday? So I was saying that that's a blessing. Yes, it was for them. Yeah. And they were able to stop the quarry. But we yeah. had a different, we were we were fighting um, a train with no money and a, a, an impoverished community, elderly community. I couldn't go around knocking on doors asking people for money. They had money. And mm-hmm. so what I did was I stayed up. Mark knows I stayed up in a night and day. And I just put she, a blurb. She helped me to fashion a blurb, put it in this box for every non-for-profit that I knew of that had an attorney. 
and the Southern Poverty Law Center, um, they were the first to bite. They were the first to say. Well, we we left one. Matter. We left one important thing out. Starbucks and the railroad company, they they said that they would meet with us, and we were all going to mm-hmm. meet at the at the skating rink here. Our community was going to sit, was going to come in, and they were going to have a question and answer with us. Mm-hmm. So when we got up there that night for that, they didn't have it set up for that. They had a horse and pony show set up just to show everybody the wonderful things they were going to do. With the railroad. Yeah. Yeah, the railroad. Nothing with us. So we went in and we hijacked it. (laughs) You know, I said, oh, no. I made everybody in there get quiet. They had all these stations set up showing, you know, what the railroad was going to do. They even had the surveyors there and all these different groups there. It actually meant nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, but they had that first because I tell you, they think that you know. I guess that's just the way they feel about black people. They think we're not that smart. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You know, yeah. And so we came in and we saw what was going on, and we stopped everything. And he even told me, "Just let them keep doing. Just talk to me." I said, "Oh no, everybody in the building, let's be quiet." And we, and that's where it all started. We told them that we didn't want a train in our community, and that's where it all began. And I think we really did uh, uh, hurt Tar Button. That's the, the president. Mm-hmm. He's a very proud man. He never had anybody talk to him that way. Mm-hmm. But I was not joking, Reggie. You know, yeah. we're not going to have that railroad in our community. We're going to fight you. You know, and I know he has all these high, these expensive lawyers. But I told him in front of in front of all those people, I told him that we have an attorney that has never lost a case. You know, <laughs> there you, go. That, you know, and things have not been the same since. Oh, yeah. since. Mm. That yeah. changed yes. everything. Yeah, that was a game changer for us. Right. It's been a it's been a battle for them ever since. Yeah, because he did. Now, he actually took us. Uh, we did not have any kind of legal representation. Nothing. Um, mm-hmm. And he there's a process here. We just found this out in the state of Georgia. So he was just working. He, he he just kept sending letters, saying what he was going to do, threatening to take us to start the process of mm-hmm. condemnation. Now, this is after we formed a coalition. Tarbun is very well connected. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. He's, he's connected with the with the governor's office. Uh, as a matter of fact, Governor Kemp appointed him on the uh, board of the um, Savannah Port, Savannah Port, Port Authority. Authority. He also was, he's the former um, chairman of the, the uh, state Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce. Wow. See, so yeah. he's he's well connected. Let me ask you this, Mark. So, and and Dan, what's what's next? Where where well, are we now? What what's what's uh, what's? I know that uh, there's a big public service commission. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's on yes. next next month. That's um next hearing. month. The hearing. Now, the hearing let me tell you month. what the hearing. Uh, let me tell you what the hearing does, and I have some clarity with that. Mm. Um, the hearing is just the first uh, step. The hearing officers. Now, let me let me tell you how um, what our attorneys have said. This is going to be a precedent setting case. Should I say that? Mm-hmm. Because there are railroad owners and businesses that are claiming or saying, like Tarbutton did, that they have the right to eminent domain because Georgia gave it. But they're the ones. You think about it. If we didn't have uh, of, we've got like seven attorneys from two non-for-profits and uh, three consulting attorneys. Think if we did not have all these people fighting for us. Mm-hmm. That track would have been laid. Been there. Yeah. It would have been okay. a reality come Jan- last January. Right. That's right. Yeah. It yeah. would have happened. Mm-hmm. It no. would have happened because all of us together, 18 property owners couldn't have paid enough. In fact, one of the property owners did have his own attorney first before he came to us. And he said, I just can't keep push, pumping out that kind of money. He said, I can't do it. I I need us to come together. Mark and I was mm-hmm. like, we don't have money like that either. <laughs> so all of us together couldn't have done that and pulled the coalition and tightened it up like uh, the attorneys have and the Ogeechee River Keepers. So what happens is they have been defending us, all right, since he took us to the... Can you... I, I still try to wrap my brain around the legality of someone 
who want something that belongs to you and they can take you to the PSC. Mm -hmm. He's got an attorney. They know you don't, you can't afford the attorney. So that's why they take you. And then we, I, I don't even know the cost of legal fees from uh, when they signed. I think it was in uh, March of this year till now for that many attorneys. So when um, next month happens, that public hearing officer She's not going to determine eminent domain. She's just going to say, yes, you've got enough to move forward. That's how that happens. Then it goes to another group. Then it goes. Now, here's where we are with it. There's an appeal process, appeal process, appeal process. I told Mark and I've told our coalition and I've told our attorneys, we're going to claim the victory because that's going to be hard for him to pull that out. With that many, we have had subject matter experts on trains coming here, saying from across the country now, from not from Georgia, from across the country, subject matter experts saying it's not feasible. We've had environmentalists come here and say, you already got a quarry and an asphalt down plant down there. That's environmental injustice. And we already mm-hmm. have a train and a quarry in operation. So we've got Two trains, we have we, we have one train, two quarries, and an asphalt plant in a black community within within five miles of each other. Okay? Wow. Yeah. That in itself is crazy. All right. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's what's gonna happen in November. And we wanna go for the win. We wanna go for her saying, uh, you know, it I don't goes see, no farther. I don't see where you got it. And uh, now if he wants to appeal, that's on him. But our attorneys will continue to the end. It can go all the way to the Georgia Supreme Court. Now, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Since we've been doing these interviews, Mm -hmm. people have been writing in on the comments and they've been asking, what could they do? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, uh, huh? Yeah, what could they do to help? Mm-hmm. And I've always been thinking in terms of money, attorneys, and things like that. But I found out that the viewer, and I can give you this information. I can text you this information so that you can let them know. But they can actually go to the um, Georgia Public Service Commission. It's a very short little uh, URL. It's psc.ga.gov. And as soon as they go there, that first box will come up and it'll say public hearings and public comments. Make it really easy. Public hearings, public comments. Mm -hmm. And then once they see that public comments box, they can go down. They have an electronic portal that you, you click on it. It says elect, it's an electronic portal mm-hmm. and um, it's in blue. It's in that paragraph and a form pops up. Okay. okay. It'll be filled out, which is very simple. This form is very simple. You just put your name in. They have, you know, that required, you know, they have a lot of asterisk. Around. They have your, you just put your name in there. Your email address only if you want a response. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put your email in there. And then they have the docket number, which is very important. It's the docket number, the case for the PSC. But they, they have on the box doc number. And I have that document number. And then there's some more boxes that you just don't have to fill those out. The only the most important one is that document number. And then they have a box for your comp. They say, do you support? Are you against? I'm just here for comments. Really quick checkbox. And then you write your comments in. Okay. And then in that comment, and, and and you and Amandi can go through it. You can see how easy it is to how to tell the viewers how to do it. And then when you make those comments, though, that's what helps us because they actually read every one of those comments. It is the Public Service Commission. So you've made that comment. They're going to read it. They're going to take it to heart. And that 
helps big time. Our attorneys have already told us that too. Okay. Once you give the information, we'll post it on our website too. So we'll just tell folks. Oh, yes. Yeah, to go to the link uh, on the website and then they can, you know, follow the instructions. So we'll have all that uh, on the site. Is there any other way too that they can help? Well, if they're in the area, if they're in the area, they could come to our rallies uh, at the courthouse on on the third Saturdays. We have our okay. prayer rally. Prayer rally on third mm-hmm. Saturday at 11 third o'clock. Saturday. If they're in the area, you can gotcha. come to that way. They uh, can donate to our not-for-profits. <laughs> our not-for-profits, they can donate to the uh, Geechee Riverkeeper, Southern Poverty Law Center, the Institute for Justice. Those are our three major non-for-profits. So uh, that would help um, out tremendously. And uh, and pray, just and pray. pray. Yeah, pray. yeah. Pray absolutely. absolutely. Gotcha. But we give God all the glory uh, for where we are right now. Uh, it's looking real. It's it, to me, to me. Um, I, we see the win. We see the win. Yeah. Yeah, like I said I had fond memories of of hanging out with with oh, y'all. Uh, too. You, you yeah. and Regina too. <laughs> you know, you know what's interesting, Mark, is that I remember you driving, and you must have been like thirteen, or so I was always impressed. <laughs> <laughs> now you drove on the property, but you drove around town. So I was like, yeah, drive uptown too. You know? Yeah, I was like, he, he's, he's driving, and he's like. 12. I mean, that's just so well, cool. You know, you can, do that. you can do that out here in the country like this. <laughs> that's you, know? right. <laughs> you could do that. So, um, here? but all of that fits in with this property down here too, you see. Every bit of yeah. that. You know, learning how to drive early and playing around with tractors and things and then just learning about land and growing things and we still grow stuff now. Thank you guys for uh, coming on the show and just expressing your passion for fighting against this railroad. We support your cause. We hope that the listeners of Boomer and the Millennial, I'm sure that they also support your cause as well. So um, we just thank you guys for coming on the show and thank you, you thank know, to you share for with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll, you know, we'll continue to update everyone about what's going on. Um, yes. It's been an ongoing story because this is not this is certainly not the you know, second or third time that we've talked about this and what's and kind of what's mentioned, what's going on and mentioned you guys. So we'll keep everybody um, up to date on what's going on as we get more information and as you guys continue to fight and then hopefully uh, in the near future uh, claim the victory. So there you there go. go. There yeah. you go. That's what we're looking yeah. for. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tell, your, you. tell your bride I, we said hello. We saw I the will. wedding. Tell your yeah, bride oh, good, good, good. I will, uh-huh. I will, yeah. I will let her know. And we gave honeymoon money to your little oh, well, honey listen, pie. listen. Gave, we gave honeymoon I, money. Well, thank you. <laughs> we we do we do appreciate that. So we do appreciate that. So thank you. And I'll uh, I'll be sure to let her know. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll be in touch. Okay. So I want to thank Mark and Jan for taking the time to speak with us. And of course, you can always help as they mentioned, by going to the website and we'll have links there. So you can, you can go in and really register your comments about yeah. uh, the, the project. And we ask that uh, you've heard what's happening. So we just say, go and, and leave your comment. It does make a difference. And what a, what a, what a interview to have on indigenous peoples. Day. Yeah. I just shout out just to the Ogeechee that. river keepers. Yes. That's how you know I was like paying it. attention. That's okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. You no, no, I'm not gonna lie. Uh <laughs> okay, let's go. Because said, said their name a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, the fact yeah. that you remember that is you know the audience I mean, is even it, yeah. Um yeah. repetition no, yeah, is impression. So every time yeah. she she said it, I was like, mm, it's in there. Yeah, uh, so. that's great. That's great. So um, I don't know if this is a good segment. Segment, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't know if this is a good segue or not. What? It's. Be- I know what you're gonna say. That's why it's best stuff. <laughs> but you already started, so you might as it's well. Not, do it. It's not. You already started. Okay. You might as well do it. You might as well. You want me to do it? No. Do I need to be scapegoat? Go, go, go. All right, go guys. Ahead, well, you know, not, this is this is not politically correct. It's not. It's not. But uh, you know, 
in in the in the light of a segue, um, I guess we're moving into sports. We can talk about the Atlanta Braves. You know, what I mean? you know. <laughs> so, I know. Yikes! I just uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, we won't. Yeah, we'll leave that for another day. Yeah, but we will say the Braves divisional Listen, winners. Them boys, them boys on fire. Them boys on fire. For yeah. look for the we're breaking records. Six straight times. Oh, yeah. Uh, Come on, Acuna. Acuna. Come on. 70 and 40, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. Come yeah. On. 40 home runs, 70 stole bases. No one has ever done Nobody. that in 100 something years of base. You saw him. Did you see the clip of him yeah. picking up the base? Oh, I, you know, I, I, I missed oh, the, you, did you the, watch it the game, but I watched the replay of the game. It's interesting because they, they you know, show the game like the day after. And right when I tuned in, was doing the extra innings. And it was right before he came up to to um, to hit. Yeah, you was, know what's I crazy? Saw, I, the, picked, I didn't even know you could do that with the base. Yeah, I don't think. It out. Yeah, I didn't even know that's how that worked. But now it makes a lot yeah. of sense why it doesn't move. So right. I get it. Go Braves! Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So, somebody's five and zero. Oh, go dogs! Listen, what a game, I, huh? What a game. When I when I when I wrote the outline, they were four and zero. Oh, yeah, and I was like. Man, yeah. I hope it's not four and one. And they were almost they were almost four and one. Yes. Um, yeah. if you saw the game or a replay of the game, uh they almost did not beat Auburn. Now, let me say this, and I think um I'm fair in saying this, that uh we got the number one tight end in all of college football. Brock Bowers, number nineteen for the University yeah, of Georgia, put the team yeah. on his back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carson Beck, you still got a lot to prove. I'm sorry, you still got a lot to prove. Okay, if, if look, if Stetson Bennett had a lot to prove, you got a lot to prove. Okay, <laughs> but yo, he got a better arm than Stetson, but true. But but grit, you, got, you, you know. got a good weapon in Brock Bowers. Okay, yeah. put the team on his back. Then we got an interception to seal the game. But we almost listen. I, I'm just happy we didn't lose. Okay. Carson Beck, if you see him, he's tall. He's like six five, six something. I mean, I, he's he's a quintessential quarterback. He's got an arm. He was highly recruited. I think that he'll be fine. I I was talking to somebody today, and I said, you know, we're kind of spoiled, right? I mean, you go back to back. Last year, you didn't lose a game. We're gonna lose a game. I mean, that's just inevitable. Yeah. I mean, but I, you know, I think that that we are now kind kind of back to average. You know, above average for other teams, but average yeah. for elite teams. Yeah. In that you think about it, we had what some people called a once in a lifetime defense the first yeah. year we won. Yeah. And 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 that spilled over to the second year. Yeah. And so now our defense is good, but it's not, you know, like this exceptional once in a lifetime. Cause you think about it, all those guys are now playing on Sunday. So I think we have to temper kind of where we are. You know, we've got, you know, a decent defense. We've got a new quarterback. We've got a lot of weapons around this new quarterback. Offensive line is not as good as it's been in, in years past, but they're still better than most. Yeah. And you got, you know, you got a new uh, OC um, and Mike Bobo calling the plays. And he's learned a lot from the last time he was OC under Mark Rick. You know, I, I'm just at a point now where I understand. I was telling this person today, I said, look, it took 42 years to win a national championship. I was at the last one in 1980. Uh, and, you know, to have two and to have seen three in my lifetime. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. So very quickly, because I know this is going to be kind of a long show yeah, for us. It's a long episode. Um, the, uh, the Falcons played the Jaguars in they London. played in London bruv they played in uh, London bruv and just, lost so we need to draft a quarterback USC's quarterback man oh yeah we need we need man. Caleb Williams that's who we need okay okay Shador Sanders somebody somebody please yeah, yeah. this is not Carson Beck please like, somebody yeah right, right. that's Bennett give us give us the right, right, give us right. Bennett Please. <laughs> I watched the Falcons. I'm not like tied to them emotionally. So, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, so. yeah. I mean, same, listen, same old, everybody same knows that right now the hottest thing in football is Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. 
Oh, this is so, true. Yeah, you know, true. that's all anybody's ever talking old. about. No, nah, they're about the same age. Kind of. Are you serious? Because yeah, Travis like he about forty. Yeah, that's the that's the, I mean, the the mustache. That's what it is. Is that what it is? Yeah, they're about the same age. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, he just looks a lot older. Yeah, than, it's than, this, than, this is a whole thing. Like, I, I mean, yeah. for now, I mean, I don't know. We'll see how. True, you know, uh, you know, Taylor might just be having her fun. To be honest, yeah, with you. she's she's Taylor Swift. She, I, yeah. she's Swift. I mean, she can do whatever she wants. I guess so. Right, right, right. In her Swifties, yeah, is that what they call? Yeah, yeah, don't don't upset the Swifties. That's got more play than the uh, the Falcons have this season. Absolutely, uh, one thousand about about that. So uh, we talked about what we're watching. What we're about to watch come tomorrow is your show found after the voice. I want to say is that ten. I think it's at 10. It's either 9 yeah. or 10. 9 or 10. Uh, Eastern, Eastern time. Yeah. Found. Yes. Great. On NBC. Yeah, I mean, I've, been, I've been seeing the promos on just about yeah, everything. man. We got it. There's a uh, billboard in LA right in front of the Writers Guild office. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking forward to to seeing that. I, I don't think we need to... to it, it's a, It's kind of a... Not it's basically... Show, it's but. basically about this woman who gets hired to find missing people who go under the radar. So people who are part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, people of color, marginalized mm-hmm. Um, individuals. Mm-hmm. There's even an, an episode, an indigenous people's episode. Oh, ooh, okay. now. Um, yeah, I'm not going right. to tell you what happens in the episode, but that was a good one. That was... That was a good one. Um, a little annoying to shoot, not gonna lie, because it was outdoors and cold, but right. very, but very cool. And I will tell you where I was in one of the scenes uh, when it airs, and you see it, and I'm gonna be like, somebody had to cue them, and that person yeah. was behind that tree over there, and that person was me. So yeah, cool. Yeah, no, it cool. was. I mean, see, it was. Yeah, I mean, this is. So it's such a cool thing. Yeah, I mean, it, anyway. it, it was such a great project to work on. A lot of people worked really hard on that. Shout out to NK, who is the um, the showrunner, um, all the producers, all the writers, all the, the actors, and the crew members, everybody. Yeah. I mean, we worked really hard on it. So please check out Found. Um, right. Now, the twist is MP. that she she's using the help of a yeah. guy that, that kidnapped Zach her from... <laughs> Zach from uh, Saved by the Bell. Uh, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. yeah, that kidnapped her when she was a child, yeah. and so she has. Yeah, she, she was has, kidnapped. Has um, she was kidnapped when she was uh, a teenager, escaped, teenager, right. and now the twist is that uh, she has her kidnapper trapped in her basement, and sometimes helps her with cases, which you know was going to be revealed at the end of the first episode but um that was something that i found out that they when one of the trailers came out with both mark paul and shinola shinola hampton being the star of the show they kind of had like a a cool like trailer where they're kind of going back and forth and everything and so they reveal it in the trailer which yeah, i guess I they they felt yeah. would be best for ratings for and to get to, the yeah, audience know, and, yeah. yeah so to, which to makes sense yeah, yeah and you find out at the end of the first episode so you might as well just and there are other shows like that so this is a different twist exactly. to that exactly no yeah. it's good yeah. it it is good um it's probably one of my favorite yeah. projects if not my favorite project that i've that i've worked on um oh wow that's yeah because you worked on I, a number of- yeah I've, yeah but i i i really enjoyed this i enjoyed what it represents and um and just the messages that are in there there's there's okay. a lot of internal battles like amongst Shinola's character and her team. Uh, there's a lot to unpack. So big time. So it's gonna be good. So check it out. Um, well, that's it. I think. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the Dangerfield newbies. Yeah, yeah. In concert. concert coming up. Yeah. Saturday, October 21st at 9 p.m. at Club 529 in Atlanta. So um, come out. You know what I'm saying? Check out the Dangerfield yeah. newbies. Shout out to them. You know yeah. they do our intro and outro music. So. Yes, yes. And uh, we have a link to their music on our website, boomerandthemillennial.com. Boomer and the Millennial. You got to spell it all out.com. You also have an opportunity. We did. We used to mention this a lot, but we haven't recently. 
there's a tab on the website where you can leave us a voice message. And if you leave us a voice message, a next show, we will if ask us a question or if you have a comment or something, we'll play it and kind of you know respond to it. Yeah, that would be fun. Come on, guys. Don't yeah. be scared. Yeah. And I'm Dude, people, people bash me. They're going to be like, the, the only questions we're going to get is, Armandi, why haven't you done the social right. media? <laughs> it's going to put me on the spot. I'm going to be like, guys, I, I'm going to have to talk about it in therapy. It's going to be a whole thing. So. Right, right, right. So, so um, anything else? I mean, we this is pretty long show. I guess I'm going to have to edit this. I hope there's Probably. nothing left because we left it all out there. I mean. Yes, we did. We want to thank everybody for um, joining us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, studio <laughs> audience. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And This you has know, been another episode of Boomer and the Millennial. I'm Reggie the Boomer. I'm Armando the Millennial. <laughs> All right, we're out. We are out. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Stop the cheering, please. <laughs>